Hey there, thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, wife, mother, and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, or medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there is an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I am so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Hey everybody, welcome back for today's episode of Lymphedema Podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know, I don't know what type of technical difficulty I was having when I recorded this episode. I appreciate Sophie being on the show. So guys, without further ado, Here's Sophie Long talking about DME, insurance, and all the good things you need to know about garments. We're going to switch to our next topic, and that is go-to garments. So maybe we should break this up into diagnosis and or body part, maybe, um, so we can see what is your go-to garment and why. Um, Let's start with secondary breast cancer related lymphedema. So upper extremity plus let's go ahead and talk about a compression bra because I think those are necessary. Um, Your lymphedema doesn't stop here at the shoulder. It's the whole shebang. So let's um, cover that. So personally in our DMEs, we carry um, three manufacturers I don't know how specific we want to get, but we carry the Medi sleeves, the Jope sleeves, like the Bella Light, the Bella Strong for Jopes. For Medi, we carry the Medi Harmony and the Medi Comfort sleeve. And then for Juzo, we carry the Soft and the Dynamic. Um, We carry all of those fabric choices in the 15 to 20, 20 to 30, and 30 to 40. And then the glove and the gauntlet to be worn as well. Um, Those are the upper extremity garments that we carry. Those are kind of my, my go-to is more Juzo. I personally wear Juzo myself um, just because of their color options. Um, Even when it comes to skin tone, they've got like three shades of beiges, caramels, tans. So it tends to work with the skin tones. Um, Patients say it looks a little bit more like them. It's not as noticeable. So we tend, we personally at our locations, do Juzo um, mainly. Um, And then we all obviously encourage a silicone band to prevent it from rolling down. Um, We always recommend a handpiece, even if it's just a gauntlet, because some patients will experience um, hand swelling. Um, A lot of our breast cancer patients, most of our referral sources encourage our uh, sleeves preventatively or prophylactically for certain activities or traveling. Um, And then for compression bras, um, we do the, for our economy bra, we do the prairie wear, the the hugger. Big Um, fan, big fan. Love it, love it. Um, We also, for our premium bra option, we do the Belize, which is from Jovi or Jobst. Um, and then we do swell spots from Solaris or from Jovi Pack, depending on the patient's needs. 
as far as doing it um, under the arm, at the breast, at the back, all the above. We have certain swell spots that we pick from. And then we also just started carrying, if they need longer compression garments, we do the wear ease t-shirt or the tank top as well. Um, so those are kind of secondary um, upper extremity garments that we tend to um, tend that are tend to be kind of our tools and our toolbox, so to speak. So I want to go back to when you first said the three manufacturers that you carry, um, the Medi, the Jobst, and the Juzo. Mm -hmm. So those sleeves, those products you mentioned, those are their off-the-shelf, like ready-to-wear garments. Correct. So I just wanted to throw that out there that if anyone is listening and you know you heard her say the Jobst Bella Light, I think is what it is called. Um, that doesn't mean that Women's Health Boutique couldn't fit you also for a Elvarex upper extremity um, or you know other Jobst upper extremity custom garment or Medi upper extremity custom garment and so forth. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there because what you probably we're saying is that that's what's physically in your store. You could walk in, buy it, walk out with it. Any of the custom garments, I'm sure you guys order and process all of that. Whatever. Well, we do that as well. Um, usually for secondary lymphedema, I mean, a lot of the patients are wearing these preventatively. So we always just do basic measurements. And then at that point, we have the discussion with the patient as far as whether they fall into over the counter or whether they need custom. And we do okay. offer custom measure for custom for anybody, but also secondary um, breast cancer, lymphedema too, if they need something with more containment or they just don't fit into off the shelf. Um, there was a time, including myself, as a secondary lymphedema patient that didn't fit into off the shelf and would wear you know, custom circular knit or custom flat knit from various vendors um, as well. So we have those options. I'm sure as most people, if you're not aware, Custom garments are made to measure. So we take uh, more than the basic off the shelf measurements and those are usually made um, overseas. A lot of the manufacturers have, you know, make them in Germany or in the US, but those have a longer um, timeline as far as making and the patient receiving them, but they are customized specifically to the patient. Um, they last just as long as the over the counter ones. It's just um, depends on your needs and, and your fitter whether you're seeing us or someone else, we'll, we'll go through all of that. We have a, we personally do a pre-assessment with a patient. We find out their activity levels, their needs, their wants, um, their desires, and we kind of determine the best garment that's gonna be overall um, work for them. So, you know, and that sometimes goes with dexterity issues, whether they have help at home and all that sort of stuff. So your fitter should be the best person to work with you and whoever else involved your therapist to, to get you the best garment um, that you're gonna be able to manage and get on, whether that be over the counter or custom. That's all great and really accurate because it's so true that your fitter really has to get you and kind of click with you um, to understand your needs, your lifestyle, and not just for in this snapshot of time in life, but moving forward, because that lymphedema will be moving forward with you. It's, it's not going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Right. And I love the therapist aspect of it, but most patients are only doing CDT maybe once a year or once at all. And then they kind of self-manage it. 
but we've got patients that have, haven't gone to therapy in 20 years, but they come and see us every six months. And so we are their knowledge and their soundboard when it comes to garments and things like that. Whereas their therapist, you know, they haven't seen in a, since they went to therapy, but you know, they're seeing us every six months for their garments. There's, there's a different, we hold a different place in, in their uh, lymphedema journey when it comes to garments, because we kind of keep them in the loop as far as what's new, what's out there, but also work with them and in, in their needs of challenges and, and whatnot when it comes to garments. And then, you know, I tell my patients, I'll see you in six months. Um, for replacement and education as far as getting on and washing and caring and all that kind of stuff. So we hold a different place and every, I'm, we're, I tell people we're like the dentist, come see us every six months. I love that. And I actually, when I, when we were in, when I was in clinic, um, we would tell our patients come back and see us in six months to do maintenance, to do a, a review, to do, you know, skin checks and, are you encourage that? And if we see something off or we notice that the measurements are bigger this time than they were six months ago, we're not afraid to say, Hey, you might want to check in with, you know, Betty, your therapist and just have her do a look view and, you know, come back, you know, and see us after what she recommends. I mean, we don't give clinical advice, but we're not afraid to say, Hey, check in with your therapist. The next body part we'll talk about, we'll go lower extremity and let's switch it up and do primary. Lymphedema podcast is made possible by the support of Eros Medical, Bryland's Feet Foundation, Dr. Jenna Wishnu at Lamb Vascular and Associates, Juzo Compression, and MediUSA. For more information and to browse previous episodes, visit the Lymphedema podcast website. So we did upper extremity secondary lymphedema to breast cancer. Um, let's think about what's a go-to garment for primary, lower extremity. Um, this can be any stage in general, primary, lower extremity lymphedema. So for primary lymphedema, I will always, or 99.9% .9 of the time, do custom flatten it. It's going to offer maximum containment for those patients. Um, we can do... Uh, or we personally do Medi flatten it. We do Juzo flatten it. We do Jopes flatten it uh, for daytime wear. Um, we also do uh, Jovi, uh, either the Relax at their early stage primary or the Jovi pack, or we do Tribute for nighttime. And then um, for Velcro, we can do Custom Ferro for primary lymphedema lower extremity or, you know, depending, we can do Ferro Classic over the counter or Ready Wraps. Um, those are personally my go-to um, tools that I kind of pull out of the toolbox. But again, that pre-assessment that you do at the beginning with your patient from a fitter standpoint, as far as their activity level, um, their donning capabilities, if they have care at home, their financial budget, um, sometimes Velcro is the only option because it can be worn day and night. Um, kind of just that pre-assessment really, I tell patients that sometimes I have a mental Rolodex in my head and as we're doing their pre-assessment, it's like I'm taking out things that I know aren't going to work or things that will work. And it kind of leaves me with like two or three that we look at and we discuss and we talk about pros and cons and things like that. And that's, 
important when it comes to a fitter to guarantee that the patient is going into the best garment that is going to work for them. May not have worked for the patient before them or after them, but it's going to work for them. Um, and that's kind of, from a fitter standpoint, my go-tos. I think that is how my brain works and how I imagine most, most fitters have to work that way, right? Um, I've been in a uh, mastectomy fitting room that was just lined with bras, different sizes, different styles, colors, textures, lengths. I mean, the whole thing. And I remember walking in and I was so overwhelmed thinking, why do they have so many bras? One, two, how do they know what all is up there? And the lady I was observing, and as she was fitting this patient, <clears throat> or I guess client, um, most fitters call them clients, as they were fitting their client, she was just kind of like pointing in the general direction of all these bras. And then she came over and like pulled out three or four and my mind was blown. I was like, how did you know exactly where that was and what you were thinking of? Because in my mind, that's just the Rolodex is a perfect example of how that works because I kind of do that too when I'm talking to patients um, and they're asking me for a garment suggestion or what have you used in the past? And I'm taking all the information they're giving me do they have wounds? Do they have reoccurring cellulitis? Okay. Do they need open or toe, closed toe? What is their toe like foot situation? Um, where is their swelling most? Do they have an, uh, a lobe um, on the inside of their leg or anything like this? And then I'm like just throwing things out. So the Rolodex makes total sense to me that that's how product selection would be. If it wasn't that way, I wouldn't want them fitting me because then it's the other way around where they only have like three things in their toolbox and they're going to try to make you fit into something you don't need. And that is something I don't like. So I'm, I love that you work off the like mental Rolodex um, and just a word of caution. If you go into a place and they want to fit you and they only give you maybe two or three options because those are the only two or three options they know or they're comfortable with you probably need to go get fitted somewhere else yes. because while you said, you know, you're throwing out ideas and you may have two or three to try, you at least started with probably 50 things in your back pocket and then you filtered it down. But if from the get-go, someone is like, okay, well, we have these three products for you, run, please run. <laughs> yeah. And I think as a fitter too, having samples, I'm much more of a visual person and if I'm new to the compression world, I want to be able to touch, see, feel. I know they may not exactly have the size or the color that I want, but I want to be able to see something and touch it and feel and, and know whether it's going to work for me. Um, sometimes when it comes to Velcro, patients are, are big onto the texture or the liner that comes with it um, as far as comfortability and, and, and things like that, that they're familiar with. And so having samples that patients can not like on, I love the leg displays. We have those here, but for them to touch and to feel and to kind of see, okay, this is the Velcro that they're going to be ordering for me, or this is what she described, but these, this isn't going to work for me. Let's go to plan B. I'm all, I'm a big proponent of, okay, you've narrowed it down in your mental Rolodex. You started with 50. 
Now you've got five. Let's go pull those five things out and let's narrow it down to three. Yeah. Because as a patient myself and a fitter, I would love it if everyone had a daytime garment, a Velcro garment, and a nighttime garment. So when they woke up every morning, they could decide whether they were going to put that daytime garment on or that Velcro garment on. And then when they went to bed at night, they could decide between Velcro and nighttime. Now, realistically, it doesn't always work that way, but for the patient to have tools in their toolbox, they're going to be lazy. They've got a garment for lazy days. If they're going to go run a marathon or go to 27 doctor's appointments, they've got a garment for that day. Um, so I like to show patients my, you know, their options and the options that we have. Um, because when I went through this as a patient, I didn't have options. I, I was only shown one thing and I thought that was the only thing out there. And I wore that for so long until I got into the industry. And then I realized, oh, wait, you know, there's 27 different manufacturers that make arm sleeves and they come in tattoos and tie dye and pink and all of that. And so um, if patients are going to be compliant wearing this essentially every day and all night for the rest of their lives, they have to have options. Yeah. 100% options make, make the difference. Um, I like to tell people it's kind of like shoes. None of us just have one pair of flip-flops. So we have tennis shoes, we have boots, we have dress shoes, we have whatever. And while that is based on outfit, it's also based on what we're doing for the day. Um, it doesn't snow very often in the South, but when it does, I'm not wearing my flip-flops out unless I'm just taking something to the trash or checking my mail. And right. so that's kind of the same thing. It's like, if you want a nighttime garment that you can wear around your house, well, then you need this style of garment so that you can still function and do your daily activities, but that's your lazy day garment and your nighttime garment. So that's the kind of, I do the kind of the same thing where I'm like, Hey, it's kind of like shoes. You wouldn't wear these shoes for this activity, but you could get away with it if it's just for a minute or if it's right. just to run a quick errand. Um, but otherwise you're going to want this or that it's going to be more comfortable and give you more support. So that's why a pre-assessment from a fitter standpoint for any of those fitters listening is a gold. It's like a must because that helps you get to know your patient and that helps you when it comes to the garment selection. So a pre-assessment, I mean, for those fitters listening, if you guys need an example of what one looks like, I'm happy to share ours, but it's like 15 questions. And I know it sounds like a lot. It takes two to three minutes breaks the ice, it starts the conversation with the patient or the caregiver or the parent, and it just helps them help you pick those five, three to five options um, to start with. Um, okay, so how about head and neck? Um, not very many people talk and cover head and neck lymphedema very often. Um, I try to cover everything I can think of. So the last two body parts, maybe three, is I want to hit a go-to for head and neck, a go-to for genital, and then a go-to for trunk. Okay. So head and neck, um, we do the jokes, um, like chin strap, neck strap, universal, all that kind of stuff. Um, we can carry, we carry those with the swell spot that goes with them. Those are going to be more over the counter. Um, as far as custom, uh, Tribute makes the foam chip great nighttime head and neck garments. Um, Sigvaris also makes um, a good head and neck garment. 
we carry all of those um, head and neck. It's a little bit limited. We don't start with 50 garments and kind of Rolodex our way down. There's really about only five kind of on the market to choose from. Um, most head and neck garments are considered custom in the insurance eyes. So all of those require pre-offs. Um, genitals, we do a lot of Solaris or Joby swell genital pads um, with like over-the-counter bike shorts. I know Wear Ease makes a great bike short. Sigvaris makes a great bike short. Medi makes a great um, Capri. Um, great flat knit bike shorts that we can stick swell spots in are a great option as well. Again, flat knit, maximum containment, um, just again, depends on the patient's genital swelling and whether it's anywhere else. Um, bike shorts are, I mean, we do a ton of those here. They're great. Just kind of depends on the patient's need, their type of swelling, whether we would do over the counter or custom. Um, trunk. We do like custom seamed vests from Jokes is a great one. Um, Juzo also makes a great custom vest. Um, again, we do wear ease like t-shirts and vests and tanks. Um, they're a great over-the-counter option. Um, and then all of the like Joby and Tribute make a nighttime like foam chip custom vest option. That's great as well. So lots of options when it comes to those three um, areas of head and neck, genital, and trunk. There's lots of options out there, custom and over-the-counter. Um, I would say for the trunk, or I would ask how you like the, um, it's LNR. It's like the bodysuit. Uh, I can't remember now what the. So I've done it for you. Um, again, it, it just goes back to why the pre-assessment is so important to kind of find out their lifestyle, um, their nighttime routine, and just where all we're kind of targeting. Um, and then also collaborating with the doctor and therapist too, to see, you know, if they need all of that at night or if they can get away with doing that, all of that during the day when they're more active and doing something a little more minimal at night. Um, so it just depends, but yeah, we can do that as well too. I tell people I can compress you from the toes to the head. What a slogan. Can we put that on a t-shirt? I know, right? Maybe a bumper sticker. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get you like a window decal. Follow me for compression from your toes to your head. Yes, I can. I mean, there is something out there for everyone. And if not, I will find someone or somehow to get it. I mean, we've had unique requests for patients that have like ostomy bags or traits or things that are, are a little unique. And we've managed to be able to work with our manufacturers um, who we have great relationships with to get the patient what they need. There is something out there for everyone. And I think that's significant too, that these manufacturers, they want to get you what you need. Um, I know many of them, I, I am so fortunate to be able to like have these working relationships with those manufacturers and some of their reps and like clinical educators that I feel like I could call most of them or send an email and say, Hey, this is my problem. I think something like this would be a solution how can we work on it? And almost all of them would immediately say, 
yeah, let's get you on the phone with someone in our customs department, or let's get started uh, brainstorming this, or you're not the first person who's had this problem. This is what we've already done before. So I think anytime a patient is kind of feeling hopeless, um, like it's a really difficult situation, or maybe they're the first person with this problem, they're usually not, and that there is a solution out there. So I'm glad that you have that open-mindedness to be able to problem solve and do a little trial and error, because sometimes that's what it takes to get you to the combination of things that you might need to compress yourself head to toe. Right. I agree. Sometimes it is trial and error. Sometimes we're doing different pieces or even sometimes different manufacturers to bring a whole garment into play. Yeah. And there is trial and error. And sometimes the patient feedback or the patient wearing and washing it for a week and their feedback and you know their pros and cons sometimes help establish a go-to garment that's gonna be a go-to garment for future patients. So um, it's good that we've got manufacturers, we've got local reps. Um, and clinical educators that are willing to help um, for those tricky situations. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. And remember, you can always search the directory on the website for a full list of podcasts based on topics.